Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to another emergency edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. And with me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. And we've got to commit. Dylan Fairchild, four-star guard out of West Forsyth, coming Georgia, has committed to Georgia. Big-time prospect, a guy that has really risen up the rankings here in the, in the recent weeks. Uh, a wrestler, you always love that in an offensive lineman. Georgia has jumped from the number 17 class in the country to the 11th. They have three fewer commitments than any other program ahead of them. And uh, and Georgia is, I believe, third in terms of average co- average rating per commit. They're at 94, whereas uh, I believe that Clemson and Ohio State are a little bit ahead right now in that regard, uh, building one of the best classes in the country. And I don't think anything else should be expected from this point at, uh, uh, from Kirby Smart. And uh, we're going to jump right into this. Uh, Rusty, you know Dylan very well. You, you've, you've followed him. You've evaluated him. How big of a get is this for Georgia? It's a big one. And, uh, you know, I told the guys on the junkyard uh, Thursday, I believe, that they would be excited about this next one. This is, uh, this is those difference makers. When you start looking at the offensive line, what Georgia's been built about, you know, you know under Sam Pittman, under Kirby Smart, now carrying on. What a great job by Matt Luke. Listen, this was a, you know, this was a big battle. Uh, really behind the scenes between Georgia and Auburn. He was a massive Auburn target. You know, I've talked to Keith Niebuhr several times in the past couple of weeks, and you know, this was a guy that Auburn felt like they really had to have, and Georgia as well. So you look at the kid, and body-wise, you know, I saw him in late August last year, first time, probably 6'4", 265, 270 maybe. Only had a South Carolina offer at the time. Uh, didn't play on a great team, but, you know, body kept changing. Had a great, um, you know, offseason, what I would call offseason. Won the state heavyweight state championship in wrestling at 7A. I think it was 47-0. and 0. Here's a kid now that's 6'4 and a half, 295. And really, with our evaluation and our data, what we have, you know, Charles Powers is really our numbers guy. And everything that he has and what he has done translates very well into being a long-term successful, potential successful player, not only in, in college, but you know his numbers translate to the NFL as far, especially the wrestling part. And it's mostly the work ethic type. It's, you know, people talk about leverage and those types of things. It's that work ethic type that comes from wrestling uh, that you know you're getting a kid that, uh, that can do these things on the next level. You know, I think Tristan Wirth was a was a big time uh, wrestler in Iowa. You know, as a comparison guy, so I think Dylan is one of those guys you've got to have. He can play offensive tackle, he can play offensive guard. Who knows? The kid might can play center down the line, but uh, you've got to win these battles. This was a massive, massive. It's a top forty player in the country uh, for Georgia to get an in-state kid, Matt Luke, to win this battle because you know, and you told me. 
Um, you know, he told me that when, when he, this thing first started taking off for him, he wasn't thinking about Georgia so much. And he said, man, Sam Pitt, uh, when Sam Pittman left, it really kind of did think I was going to head that direction. He said, Matt Luke is, you know, just really made him feel like a priority. He feels like he's got to go to Georgia to compete. He knows there's competition there. He wants to have drive himself. So I think Georgia fans should be ecstatic about this. This was a, this was a really, really, really big pickup for Matt Luke and the Georgia Bulldogs. You know, wrestling, wrestling has become kind of the skinny ankles uh, thing these days. It's kind of yeah. the buzzword. You want to see it all the time. Georgia's got three of them, man. They got three state championship wrestlers. When you go, Clay Webb, Austin Blasky, and and now Dylan Fairchild. Uh, it's it's three in three different years, and uh, and and you brought up the work ethic part of it. I mean, there's more to it than that, obviously. I mean, there's there's the idea of that hand to hand. With, with big guys with because you have to wrestle in your own division there's the leverage there's the athleticism there's the quickness there's the there's the fight there there's so much to it and you know maybe there'll be some wrestling matches in uh in the uh in in the Georgia uh in some of these tug of war drills they do some of these one-on-ones because these these dudes are all strong and and you develop muscles when you do that you know I I, I mean just I don't know if you're if you're a dad or if you're a young man out there. Just just wrestle your brother, wrestle your dad, and, and watch how how quickly you get tired. Watch how quickly that you just wear out, and that kind of lets you know that that kind of hand to hand combat happens play after play after play on a football field, and uh, it's even to a lesser extent in a lot of ways because uh, there's a few more rules in football in terms of what you can do and what you can can't. But it's big. It's big for an offensive lineman. I know folks are probably worn out on it now because it is such a cliche. Uh, but but it's huge. Kip, where are you at on Dylan Fairchild, and, and how much have you seen him? Well, I think you, you mentioned contact. That's really what stands out to me about him. He Not only does he not shy away from it, I mean, that's you could tell that's his mentality, that he, he wants to pummel whoever's in front of him, and, and that really that you can see how it carries over to wrestling. It's that one-on-one. He wants to dominate whoever's in front of him, whoever his opponent is, and, and, and just have the ability to continue to, you know, drive them into the ground, drive them into the mat. He he goes in there, and I mean, I'll just say it: he, he's looking to hurt someone. It's just that's that's what it looks like on film. And he's he, again, he's playing both ways. You know, on Friday nights, he's playing on the defensive line as well. He and in the wrestling matches that that he showed me and I watched, I mean, he's just going out there trying to ruin someone else's night and knowing that there are no consequences for it. That's the mentality that he has. And I mean, you, you got to love that as an offensive line coach. I think the one thing that kind of stood out to me with his recruitment was Matt Luke. He wanted to get Dylan Fairchild on campus and he wanted to offer him in person and you know, real it, it really lined up well for Georgia that they were able to get him on campus that I believe that first week in March to be able to extend that offer in person, you know, before visits were, were off the board for everyone. I think that, you know, that that shows you just Matt Luke's mentality and then the fact that, you know, Matt Luke saw this kid and said, I want to offer this kid. I want to offer him in person and you know, I, I want to make sure that I have that kind of impact in his recruitment. And it, it's obvious that it did. And he just brings a guy that 
can play anywhere on the offensive line. I mean, he's listed at guard, but, I mean, you look at his frame, he's going to be able to be 6'5", over 300 pounds. He's going to give you that versatility to, be. I mean, plug him anywhere you need him to. And, and I, I think he probably sees himself as a tackle, but he's also just the the the, the type of young man that, that's not going to have a problem. If, if he's getting an opportunity to get on the football field, that's all he's asking for. And for Georgia, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for anything more just overall from an offensive line prospect than, than what you're getting in Dylan Fairchild. Kip, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I kind of wanted to run by you guys. You know, I watched this film a couple, two or three weeks ago, and then I revisited a couple days later. And he reminds me, in, from a versatility standpoint, I've never seen the kid in person, but but he reminds me from a versatility standpoint of, of a Cade Mays because I do think he can be a competent tackle in the SEC. And listen, you can't have enough of those guys. We're seeing it this year with Jamari Sawyer, right? I mean, he's Jamari Sawyer was the number 10 offensive guard in the country, but he's long and he's athletic and he's, he's dropped some weight and, and he's going to play tackle for Georgia this coming season, whether it's left tackle, whether it's right tackle, one or the other, he's going to do it. And I think Dylan Fairchild is that type of guy. You want to go out and you want to get the, the, the Andrew Thomases and, and, and the Isaiah Wilsons and the Laramie Tunsils and, and those guys of the world. Absolutely. The true blue, no mistake about it. They are tackles, but getting guards, who can play tackle is also key because that helps you build depth. That get that allows you to get that guy to get eight to ten first team reps every week in practice so that he can step in there and play for you because he's he's already playing for you and he's got to adjust it to the speed of the game. Being able to play musical chairs on the offensive line is huge, and you know that's what makes you you know you can take eight offensive linemen that are ready to play that are big time players eight nine ten and you can make it seem like 15 because you've got guys can play different positions and and rust i wanted to get your thoughts on that do you see this kid as is somebody who can be versatile and maybe play four or five positions on the offensive line absolutely you know i i don't know i mean he, he's got the body type he can play anything and you know i just i just think that you know the person you're getting in here um, this is a very polished kid talking to him, high academic guy. Again, I don't want to preach too much on the wrestling part, but you know, we all know I didn't wrestle, but I know this, that mentality to be able to dominate an opponent like that, to be able to flip that switch, uh, is something that translates very well into football. And you're talking about a young man, 47 and 0 now, 47 and 0 in the highest classification in the state of Georgia. That tells you that kid has a mentality to be able to to turn it on. And, you know, that's a type of kid that you want. And, and listen, he told me, I said, what are you going to play there? He goes, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So uh, you just cannot afford to lose those kind because that's a kid that's going to push people uh, in the locker room. This kid's going to be able to be a, you know, uh, be able to speak to, like like Kirby Smart used Andrew Thomas to speak to the, the big donors, the once-a-year meeting, they wanted a player there. They brought Andrew Thomas. Wouldn't shock me at all if Dylan Fairchild is one of those kids two years from now that Kirby Smart trots out in front of those big those big McGill Society donors and those people and says, hey, this is this is one of our guys that represents our program. You know, this is a very, very, very successful on-and-off-the-field person and just think that he can be – I think he can be just a very, very good player. This was a huge pickup. I mean, look, he's top four in the country. We don't have to sit here and hype this. I mean – when you're top four in the country, you're knocking on that five-star uh, status. He'll have a very good opportunity. He's going to play in the All-American Bowl out in Texas. We'll get a chance to see him. And, again, for our evaluators and how we do and on the data we got, 
This guy checks every box. He's got a great opportunity to, to continue to rise uh, if he can if he can stay, maintain the path he has and be as good as we all think he is on 24-7 sports. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break. And uh, on the other side, I want to talk about what's left for Georgia on the offensive line. And then we've got to get Rusty's take on some other big news that happened earlier this week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, guys, heavy lifting. A lot of it's been done already. I personally think Matt Luke, if, if he finishes this class like everybody thinks he has a chance to, is going to sign one of the best offensive line classes in Georgia history, at least on paper. And that's saying something coming off of what Sam Pittman had been doing at Georgia. Kip, what's left for Georgia on the offensive line? How many spots do you see him taking? Because there's a couple of big timers uh, kind of left in the mix, and and both of them 100% crystal ball to Georgia. Yeah, it's, you know, early in the spring of every cycle, recruiting writers, you, you get to cast a wide net. You get to write out a lot of prospects. Schools are evaluating and, and just throwing out offers left and right, you know, over 200 offers per cycle. But on the offensive line, I can't really say that we've written about a lot of players. Uh, and, and it's kind of, you could say it's kind of a, a dangerous tactic because we could be left in June or August uh, having to write about guys for the first time that have been being recruited by Georgia for a long time. But along the offensive line, I mean, we've kind of kept our focus that Matt Luke has a chance to sign an all-in-state offensive line. Uh, there are, you know, now four legitimate special prospects in the state of Georgia that think very highly of Georgia, and the feeling is mutual. So, you know, here end of May, Georgia's got two of them in the fold, and, and having you know, Micah Morris and, and Dylan Fairchild on board, and and being in a very good spot for. Terrence Ferguson at Peach County and Amarius Mims at Bleckley County. You know, I, I think Amarius is the guy that, you know, it seems like his recruitment is going to extend into the fall. He's, you know, he's he is not in a rush right now. And, I mean, the last time I spoke to him, he said that, you know, Alabama had a little bit of an edge on Georgia, you know, but we still think that, Georgia's in a great position for Marius Mims and as a five-star offensive tackle and a guy that's a, a top 10 prospect in the country, you know, that's a truly special talent that Matt Luke has a chance to land and Terrence Ferguson. I mean, 
being, again, a top 50 overall prospect in the 24-7 sports composite and the number three guard in the country at 6'4", 300 pounds. He's got a chance also to, you know, really bring a big-time talent to Georgia. And we think Georgia's very well positioned with him as well, just having get, you know, they've had him on campus so many times, more times than any other program by far, that the comfort level there is just at such a high level that, it's hard not to like, you know, the dog's chances with him. And when you have an opportunity to get a group like that of basically guys that are all, you know, top 100, top 150 guys overall in the country, uh, it, it, it just the, the stars lined up very well for Matt Luke. But he did not hesitate to pounce when he when he got the job at Georgia. He made sure all of these guys knew they were a major priority, and he worked really hard to establish relationships that Sam Pittman had already kind of built in place. He worked hard to get to that level and arguably, you know, extend them even further with a couple of these prospects. So, you know, I, I think that Georgia is just in a great spot right now on the offensive line, and that was something that, again, you know, or in December, there were some people thinking, wow, we had our best recruiter ever along the offensive line in Sam Pittman. What's going to happen now? And, you know, six months later, uh, Georgia has not skipped a beat and appears set to have potentially a truly special offensive line haul for the 2021 class. And I guess we should have known when when Matt Luke stepped right in, was able to lock down Broderick Jones, was able to lock down Cedric Van Pran calmed any fears that Tate Rattledge might have had, signed him, got Chad Lindbergh. I mean, there, was, there wasn't there was a ton of drama. I mean, the, the drama was, I guess, all the way up until the week before National Signing Day when Broderick Jones decided to cancel his visit to Auburn, and, and everybody knew at that point he was going to sign with Georgia. Everything, you know, pointed Georgia's way for Cedric Van Pran the whole way through, even after Luke took over, and, and he really – solidified that group whenever you know that that all of the major programs, you know, Auburn and, and Florida for Cedric Van Pran LSU, they were trying to get a foot in the door and they had they had the wedge, man. They had the ability to do it. And Matt Luke was able to kind of shut the door and that was that was pretty incredible. Uh Rusty, it's not I, I was about to say pie in the sky, but it's not. It's not pie in the sky at all. It's actually there's actually a really good chance it happens. Georgia lands Amarius Mims, Georgia lands Terrence Ferguson how special is that offensive line class? And, and kind of, I, I mean, obviously I'm not going to ask you to rank them, but what does it, it really stacks up with, with the previous three or four offensive line classes that Sam Pittman got, right? Well, that's the biggest, the biggest difference in this is these are in-state prospects. This was an elite class in state. Now, I'll tell you this. If I had to crystal ball both right now, we're recording it. I would say Georgia for Terrence Ferguson and Marius Mims, but I'm telling you right now that the, I don't think either one of those are done. I think those are both going to be big battles. And, you know, I don't want to paint the picture that Georgia's getting both because I promise you right now, those two are in some big – Georgia and Bama are in head-to-head -head battles very much so with both of those kids. So I'll say this. If Georgia lands those two along with Michael Morris and, and now Dylan Fairchild, it was – that's the best-case scenario. Uh, Matt Luke – coming in and th these kids weren't handed to him, even though they're in-state kids. I mean, he's had to recruit them, those kids hard. Again, you look at Michael Morris, who was verbally committed to Sam Pittman, Sam Pittman, Sam Pittman moves. Uh, you know, Matt Luke had to re-recruit Michael Morris, got him back. And, you know, it, it's just a great situation for Georgia if those four come into play because 
we've all been in this business a long time and four like this in state does and i'm telling you the 2021 class in georgia is deep now it's not just these kids but these are the ones that georgia had set in on i think these are the right kids georgia set in on uh and they're just elite kids and Amarius Mims is, is just different, man. When you see that kid in person, um, the long-term ceiling on him is very, very high. I mean, this is – we could talk the rest of the day on that guy, but, you know, Georgia could have a place for all those kids. I think all those kids are contributors, big contributors or big-body guys, and if Georgia can get those four in this class, I can't even imagine what Matt Luke would be thinking – uh, to finish this off, not only to start his first full cycle, uh, to do what he's doing in state, man, that would be a tremendous opportunity for him in Georgia because that offensive line room would just continue to push out big-time prospects year after year after year with, with that depth coming in. Well, there's no uh, there's no um, guarantee in this entire thing till there's ink on the dotted line. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, Fairchild and, and – uh, and and Michael Morris aren't even locked in yet. But, you know, looking at the entire picture, there's just an amazing opportunity for Georgia here to keep stacking talent on the offensive line. And that's huge Definitely. considering Definitely. what Sam Pittman did. You know, he goes out and gets all of these guys, all of these five-star guys. And I know we just keep harping on that, and that's the reason he's a head coach at Arkansas. But when you recruit like that, you've got to keep recruiting like that because you're going to have Isaiah Wilson and Solomon Kinley and 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 Andrew Thomas leave all in the same year. You know, you're going to have that. I mean, Ben Cleveland, if if everything had gone the way he had wanted it to, he might have left too. You know, so I mean, it, it could have been and, and essentially, they did lose a fourth to a transfer, and that wasn't really out of you know because of recruiting or anything. And Cade Mays couldn't have left early, but ultimately, there's going to be turnover when you recruit at a super high level like that. And for Matt Luke to kind of come in here and and like you said, he did have the built-in advantage, which was recruiting in state. But but Matt Luke's not necessarily a Georgia guy either. Um, you know that that's just a that's a big deal to me. I, I know that that's a big deal for for Georgia to be able to continue doing that and to kind of brace for for any sort of of early departures coming in the next couple years to to recruit at that high level. Rusty, close us up. Georgia gets JT Daniels a couple of days ago. You weren't able to come on the podcast with us, but we got Greg Biggins. Want to hear what you got to say about that pickup for Georgia? I was at the um, Army All-American game the year he was there. You know, the buzz was about him, and, and, and you know, he reclassified. So, um, yeah, I mean, just seeing him in person, big-time arm, came from a big-time program in California. Uh, he'd been putting up uh, monster, monster numbers. I'll tell you the thing, uh, just talking to some people the last day or two since all that kind of broke and all that kind of got pieced. We're having to piece together some things from 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 behind this, and, you know, I think if things had, and I'm listen, this is just bits and pieces of information I'm getting. I think if things would have been different, uh, he probably would have came to the SEC uh, at a high school, and he would have. But probably would have been Alabama. They they did a great job recruiting him, from what I hear. Uh, but I think when this time came open, he was coming here. He was coming to the SEC. That was his mind frame. That was everybody in his circle was like, you need to go there. Uh, Tennessee was definitely involved hard here. Obviously, Georgia was involved hard here. So many questions, uh, you know, the eligibility deal. Uh, will his knee be, you know, when will it be ready? Uh, but what you get is a kid that, that, that played at a very, very high level at one of the best high schools in the country, uh, produced a lot. You know, our evaluators are very, very high on him. 
we're going to see. You know, he's going to get his opportunity. I think the mentality that him coming here shows you a lot about JT Daniels because on paper, uh, you know, he knows there's going to be some guys there. If you look at Brock Vandergriff, we reported that on Friday, you know, he, or on Thursday, he, he, he knew there was going to be competition at Georgia. Uh, you got Dwan Mathis, Carson Beck, all these guys in the fold here. I just think that when it, it was a, it was probably a no-brainer for Georgia to take him, recruit him, if there was legit interest, because those kind of arms, there's only about three or four per class, and he's got one. Um, you know, he's not a sitting duck back there. He can, he can, can he can uh, extend plays a little bit. He's not going to be someone that's, you know, not going to be a running threat. He'll be able to, you know, move the chains on third and seven, which I always say is important, but. You know, this is a big-time pickup. Very, very interested, like everybody else, on how this how this plays and unfolds. Uh, there's some questions that's going to be answered. But for Georgia's sake, I think Georgia's like, listen, you know, we got to have quarterback competition, to, and we got to have guys that can play and play under pressure. And uh, you know, whether that's this year for JT Daniels or next year, uh, he's going to be he's going to be in a big-time battle with a, with an opportunity to start for the University of Georgia. And I think. The key thing I took at it, out of making calls to everybody close to him, was he thought Todd Monken and Georgia's roster was what he was looking for. He knew this offensive line recruiting. He was very aware uh, of what they did wide receiver in this 2020 class. He knows they got pieces of puzzle there around him. So all and they got George Pickens, all these guys on campus, Dominic Blaylock. He was very aware of Georgia's roster. Uh, and at the end of the day, he did his homework, and he felt like Georgia was the best place for him. Huge pickup. And you know, just to kind of recap some, I mean, massive, a massive week of news for Georgia. I mean, it's it's been big. Uh, Chaz Chambliss commits earlier in the week. Georgia picks up a 2022 commitment. And, uh, and uh, for some reason, is I had his name written down for a second, and I've lost my piece of paper. What's, what was Marquis Killebrew from Marquis. Brookwood. Marquise Groves Killebrew from Brookwood for the 2022 class of four-star talent. They pick up JT Daniels from the transfer portal, and now they've got another four-star offensive lineman. Guys, it has been a a monster four, five, six days for Georgia and in, in, in news, and, and we've had it covered for you as best as anybody, and we'll continue to do that. But for this show, that's all we got. I'm Jake Rowe. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. We're all from Dogs 24-7, and this has been the Junkyard Dogcast. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.